Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham. Today we have Megan on the show. Megan is a wife, mother of two, with a third baby on the way, and a current Indie Birth Midwifery School student. During the birth of her second son, Megan learned that letting go of her perceived ideal was just the shift she needed in order to connect within and hear the needs of her body and her baby. Accepting the simple message of trust and do are what possibly meant the difference between life and death. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Totally. Definitely a new experience. Yes, yes. All, all about the new experiences. Um, wherever you would like to begin, <laughs> <laughs> please begin. Okay. Um, well, I guess uh, I'll start... Oh, I don't know. Where does anybody like to start these stories? It's all over the place, I feel. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess I, I got pregnant, and this is with my second my second child. My firstborn was a, was, um, a free birth, and at this point, I think he was like one and a half, maybe. So got pregnant, was at home for like the first half and then the second half I ended up having to work at like a machine shop basically going in and out of the the shop which was a wild adventure uh, especially as I was getting bigger pregnant having to like weasel my way into like between material like metal bars and things like that was kind of crazy I'm sure I looked ridiculous um, but, uh, yeah. And then, um, and it wasn't my, I guess my ideal, I feel like this is almost relevant just because it, um, I don't know, some, somehow reflects in the, in my like actual labor and birth. I feel the, the somewhat unpredictability of my pregnancy and, um, yeah, things kind of me kind of having to like dodge different mental things. I don't know. I guess we'll see if that actually applies to anything later mm-hmm. in my birth story. <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Sorry. So no, no problem. It's so all, yeah. All um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah. So it wasn't like my ideal that, that probably was my that's my, um, almost my <laughs> mental theme of that, of this whole story, um, is that I wanted, I expected and wanted things to go 
one way. And then during my pregnancy, it, it, I got thrown kind of a curveball and then just had to sort of like go with it anyway, reluctantly almost. And so fast forwarding, I had been working in the shop for a while. Um, and I wasn't, I was actually, my job was actually like in the office, but I managed, um, like the raw materials and stuff. So I had to go into the actual, like amongst the machines and stuff a lot to get to the supply and do inventory and blah, blah, blah. Um, which is why I was in and out. And then like the air quality, it was just like this kind of like overall thing that I really had never wanted to, to be like amongst, especially while pregnant, just because of like bad air Mm -hmm. (laughs) machine exhaust and stuff. But um, but anyway, so been working there for a while, been working my butt off because I kind of got the job right before I started showing. And, um, my belly was like, I was kind of wearing clothes that weren't really showing my pregnant belly yet. And that had kind of, when I started wearing maternity clothes, it was, it was obviously not something my employers were really happy about and there's a whole thing with that that I won't get into but Mm. um so I basically felt like I had to really work really hard and prove myself because I was afraid they had cut my hours it was it was kind of a nightmare (laughs) Mm. and um so I was trying to just work my butt off and I feel was probably under a lot of stress I felt like I had to pretend I wasn't pregnant the whole time and um towards the end I don't remember when I actually um like at what point in my pregnancy I actually had Zuri um but which is my son's name uh but I think I was like probably 40 I think I was a little over 41 weeks like maybe 41 and like two a couple of days or something like that um so but I think it was around it was like a few weeks or two, two or three weeks um, before actually having him that I started, you know, kind of like the practice contractions that that's pretty, I feel like that's pretty typical, but these were different from my firstborn, my firstborn, the, my practice contractions were really light and just kind of like, you know, present, but just sort of like, hey, we're, we're kind of here, just letting you know, and then they would (laughs) sort of like exist and then go away. And it was much more like subtle, whereas um, with my second, uh, with Zuri, it was, it was like, they would like hit me really hard and in the nighttime, especially, they would kind of hit me during the day, but it was mostly like, in the middle of the night, you know, I, I was sleeping poorly anyway, which is pretty typical for me. Um, and probably also with stress, I was, I felt like I was probably was sleeping a lot, a lot worse than, than usual or than with my first pregnancy. Um, but anyway, they were just like hit me really hard and I thought, okay, well I'm close to term anyway. Um, so, you know, maybe this is it. Like that's, that's how hard they would get me and wake me up and like keep me up. And so I would just kind of like, 
quietly just sort of like, okay, I feel like I'm probably ready. Like, this is good. And then I don't have to go back to work. <laughs> so, um, so I just kind of like do my, my, uh, what I would like to do was, uh, just sort of like get up and like squat really low and our bed is really low to the ground. So I would just kind of like get to the side of the bed and just like, just kind of hang out and try to like, you know, breathe and, open up and sort of just be like kind of welcoming I guess but looking back I feel like there's a part of me that still was like okay let's just like can we just like be done with this (laughs) I'm done already I haven't even you know and (laughs) and um yeah and and then they would they would sort of stop and then I would sit and I don't I guess I don't really know if it was, if they would stop like right after I had that sort of like attitude about it. It's, I guess it's probably, I mean, it's definitely possible. And I just didn't never like took note in my head, but, um, but they would just very suddenly just like, it was done. It stopped. And so I would just kind of like sit there and I'd kind of like move around or maybe I'd get up or walk a little bit and I'd just be like, nothing's happening. Okay. This isn't, this isn't, it's not time. It's all done. So just go back to bed. And sometimes, sorry, excuse me. Um, Sometimes that would happen like a couple of times in the night, but typically I want to say it was like probably just once a night and, but for like, like a little over an hour sometimes and um yeah so that happened for like like almost every single night for the next like couple of weeks or so and i would just get up and go to work cuz nothing was happening and you know fine whatever um and one day while i was at work um we had been doing like uh uh we we were undergoing an audit so I had been doing a lot of sort of like busy work because I kind of already did a lot I did a lot of like sort of cleanup and getting everything all nice and pretty for the auditor and whatever and then I I kind of ran out of stuff to do for a good part of that time frame and so I was just doing busy work and I was so done with with working. I was over everything. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to, I didn't want to play nice anymore with anybody. They obviously didn't care. Like it was, it was such a bad attitude I had (laughs) towards, (laughs) towards work at that point. And, um, but at the same time, like I was getting some, you know, pay and wasn't having to work super hard just because again, we were doing kind of a weird thing at work so I just was mostly just doing busy work though I I tend to like to actually be doing things and be productive so that wasn't but again like just was not ideal again with the like I would rather this go this way and not this other way that it keeps going um so anyway so one day doing busy work sort of thing and I suddenly felt like like a just something different, like just sort of like I don't know, I can't even say that it was like a physical 
like click or and it wasn't like like my waters broke it wasn't that like drastic of a like pop or anything but there was just like a little just a something and I don't know again if it was physical or if it was just like my in my head I felt I just like intuitively felt like there was something so I kind of just like you know what I'm gonna go to the bathroom really quick and see like just check things out and like like check in I guess so I went to the bathroom and um I don't know this is a birth uh, podcast so it's probably not TMI but potentially TMI Definitely my underwear was a little bit wet a little wet <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like yeah, there's no hold barred in this kind of podcast. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. My so my underwear was like just a little wet, but it wasn't like I had you know it wasn't like an incontinence thing, and it wasn't really that wasn't really something that I dealt with um, so much in that pregnancy anyway. So I was like, okay, maybe, and I hadn't like sneezed. I hadn't like (laughs) done anything that might have, you know, caused like me to sort of like just leak a little bit of urine. So I was like, is this, would this be, cause it was just such a small amount, but it was also significant enough that it just like stood out to me. And I thought it was weird. And, um, so I just like was sitting there staring at my underwear for the longest time. And then I just like, I'm just thinking, what am I doing here? Why am I even at work? I just had this like whole existential moment <laughs> sitting mm-hmm. in the, in the work bathroom, which was again in a machine shop. It was not this luxury <laughs> bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there. And I think I was in there for like probably five or 10 minutes. Like I was in there for a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> And, um, and I finally was like thinking, like, if I was talking to my husband right now, he would be like, he, he, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have hesitated to tell me, go home. What are you doing there? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. And I sort of gave myself permission because that was, I think that was another thing, um, with like me pretending not to be pregnant while at work and all of this stuff, I just had built up this whole like mentality of, um, I don't know, just, I was, I had put myself so like last in, in the, you know, list of priorities that I, I I had almost like totally disconnected from my pregnancy at that point. And other than just being cranky and then those small moments in in the night, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I finally, so it was almost like I finally prioritized myself a little bit and, but at the same time, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like that still wasn't really per- giving myself permission. It was almost like I like mentally reached out and just, my husband gave me permission in my head and he's not that he's not he's that maybe gives a bad impression about who he is he's not this like dogmatic kind of person or anything it's just I don't know he was my Jiminy Cricket in that moment I think and um anyway so I was like you know what I am gonna go home screw these people screw everything Mm -hmm. and I went out out (laughs) I went out of the bathroom went back to where I was working um, and like my desk basically. 
And, but then I sat down and started to keep working. And it was like after this whole dumb thing in my head and in the bathroom, and I just sat down and was like, eh, I'll just keep working. And so I started to just do, continue what I had been doing. And finally, just like, again, this, I think, you know, probably this intuitive voice, maybe it was, maybe it was Zuri himself telling me, like, what are you doing? I just had this question just pop up in my head again. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to keep working. Like, no one cares. I don't care. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to go home and nothing's going to happen. And like, I might as well get paid or whatever, you know? And again, with just like, I just had this, such a bad attitude. And and then I just, so I kept working and then I, and then I stopped again and was like, what am I doing? And I actually like asked myself that this time. And then I had, again, the whole like, screw this, screw everybody. What am I doing here? I'm going home. And so fine. that time I actually did like pack up and I, I, but then I thought, oh, how am I going to. how am I going to tell my supervisor? Because we were, the the office that I worked in was one office um, and it wasn't very big with everybody, all the office, the other office people, including the general manager who um, was a man and was a nice, nice guy, you know, fine person, whatever. But he was, um, definitely not the kind of person that I was comfortable like, Hey, I went to the bathroom and, uh, my waters are leaking, I think, or I peed myself, you know, I didn't want to like say that anywhere with an earshot of him. Mm-hmm. And, um, thankfully my supervisor was a woman who had had a child. And so I just sort of like very, I texted her really quick and like got her attention to make sure she saw her phone and then was just like, I'm going to go like, just kind of like emotioned and like snuck out um, while the general manager wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I walked out to my car and, uh, and I think by then it might've even been like about, you know, maybe like an early lunchtime or whatever. So I don't think anybody really thought anything of me leaving and um like you know except for the people who now knew and um and then they i was sitting in my car trying just trying to like i don't know sort my head out i just had such a hard time for some reason getting in uh i don't i don't really even know how to describe like just a headspace of like, yeah, this might actually be time and I'm going to have a baby. I'm not just like going home for the day or whatever. And I hadn't been feeling contractions or anything. That was another thing that was kind of like, like, okay, I don't really know like what I should, what I should be doing right now, according to my own standards that I had like built up around this whole experience. So sat in the car for a minute had texted my husband, I think, and let him know and was just kind of sitting in there. And then I get a knock on my window and I look over and it's my supervisor. And she's like, are you okay to drive home? Like, are you, 
like going into labor and do we do we need to drive you we can totally drive you home which I thought I really appreciated I thought it was sweet that she was you know going kind of going out of her way to um like help out in that way um but at the same time because of my experience with this workplace after I it had been revealed that I was pregnant and everything I kind of was like I don't know if that's a real request or not. And I <laughs> like, are you actually being nice or is this all pretend, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and again, with my kind of like bad attitude, I guess. But um, anyway, but I, but I was totally fine. Cause I hadn't, you know, there wasn't, it was, there wasn't anything else going on like phys- physically with me. So I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm just trying to text my husband really quick or blah, blah, blah. I don't remember exactly what I said, but excuse me. Um, just sort of I was like, no, I'm fine. Go away. <laughs> and um, so she, <laughs> so she, you know, was like, okay, let us know. You know, I don't want to hear a news story of a woman that had a baby on the side of the road on her, <laughs> on her way home or whatever. And, um, and I'm thinking, oh, I think I hadn't disclosed, I hadn't shared very many details about my first pregnancy with any of them. Cause I, I, it, to me, that was kind of like a, like a, I don't know, a privilege, I guess, for people that like, I felt actually might care about the story or might actually care about me. That was like a story, you know, something for those people. And I felt like, um, these people at work were not, had kind of proven themselves to not be those people. So I like, was like, Oh, ha ha ha. I'm just going home. Um, and, uh, cause again, my firstborn was also a free birth. Uh, I don't know if I said that yet. Sorry. Anyway, so getting way into detail of like the dumbest part of this whole thing. So, um, so I finally go home and I basically just sort of like hang out. Um, we had some, some family members, uh, staying with us at the time, um, because of different things. And, uh, so, and my, my old, you know, my son was there, um, and he was all excited that I came home early and, and all that. And, uh, but I just, I didn't really know what to do with myself because I hadn't been, like, there weren't contractions. I didn't really want to, like, get my birth space set up without Diego home, or Diego's my husband, without him home and, like, you know, I don't know. I just, like, didn't, it it just didn't feel like birth time to me. I don't know. And... So I just kind of hung out, just like sat on the couch, I think. I don't even think I went to like bothered to go take a nap, even though I had gotten up early to go to work. Um, yeah, I like, I don't I'm and I'm just now realizing this too. Cause as I'm telling you, I'm just realizing that I like did not, it's almost like I just didn't care. And it's almost kind of sad to me thinking of where I was at, like mentally at that point. Um, so yeah, so I, I just hung out and then no contractions and it got to be nighttime 
And I'm thinking maybe, you know, because I know waters can leak and it's not a huge deal. And like it could be, it could, you know, problems can arise maybe, you know, from that. And, you know, I had some like sort of like uh, elementary level knowledge of like what that could indicate. But for the most part, I just sort of like was like, I don't feel like anything's going wrong everything feels fine. So I'm fine. And I'm probably going to start having contractions tonight or something. So gets to be nighttime, we go to bed. And I don't even wake up. Like I don't I don't even like I was saying, like I had been having like contractions like every night. And, and that night, I didn't even have those. Like I just slept the night through it was like the first time in forever. And, um, and I woke up bright eyed and bushy tailed and still no contractions. And I was like, do I, should I go back to work? And I think I actually asked that out loud and Diego was like, no, <laughs> why, <laughs> why would you go back to work? You don't know any, in any moment something could, could start happening. Like, why would you go back? They don't care. Um, I was like, that's a good point. Well, I guess I'll rest or something. I'll just hang out today and so I did and literally nothing so that that was basically like I kept thinking something was going to happen at any moment for the next like I think it was two might have even been like three days um and absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. except one of those nights I think maybe like the the um not the not the night, not game day night, but uh, I think the night before that, I did like actually wake wake up with like some contractions. Um, but then it was the same as as had been before. I like thought, okay, now it's maybe it's time, and so I would do all the things, and then nothing would happen, and so I'd just go back to bed. Um, I want to say it was maybe like Thursday. Oh, and I had my birthday. That was another thing. <laughs> so my birthday was that week, right? I can't remember. I think it was my birthday was like on Wednesday or something. And I think my waters had leaked like Monday or Tuesday. And um, I am, I know some people are totally thrilled to have their child on their birthday. It's like, oh, the best birthday present. Um, but in my family and my in-laws, like all of the family I'm surrounded with, uh, when there's a child that was born on the same day as the parent, the parent is totally forgotten. Nobody gives a crap (laughs) about about mom's birthday anymore or dad's birthday anymore. And for me, um, I don't know, call me selfish, but I want my birthday to be mine and no one else. 100%. So I I was. Birthday, birthday day, birthday week, (laughs) birthday month. I I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was another thing. Like, okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. And I, so I had, I kept telling this baby, I was like, you better not be, because I, I didn't even like, I, th- I don't think it was till, until later in my pregnancy 
um, that I realized, oh, this baby could totally be born on my birthday or Mm -hmm. like very close to my birthday. And I kept from that point on, I was like, you better not be born Mm -hmm. on my birthday. I'm going to be so upset with you. (laughs) Um, So then when my waters broke and it was like, you know, just before my birthday, I was like, or, or leaked, I guess. I was like, are you kidding me? You little putts, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to do this to me. You're going to decide to be born on my birthday. Just probably just because I really don't want you to. Um, and which is, which is like, ugh, the stubbornness is definitely, definitely runs in the family. So like, it would not have surprised me at all. Um, so my birthday did pass and I was like, okay, please also don't be born the day after my birthday because my birthday will still be forgotten <laughs> if you're born the day after my birthday so no no baby the day after my birthday but the yeah the night of the 26th or it probably was technically the 27th of this this month it's September um uh he I the kind of typical contractions you know in the middle of the night were happening and it was like really early morning um and so and by this point I was like so over like the the back and forth game again with my bad attitude coming in and just like being just like okay can can something please be predictable because I'm really tired of this um and of course it wasn't but uh yeah, so the contractions start happening, and my husband uh, got had to get up for his job, would get up, like, pretty, like, before the crack of dawn early in the morning, so he had actually gotten up for work when I was kind of, like, squatting on the side of the bed and just sort of, like, doing my, you know, trying to kind of open, and, and I want to say I was doing all of the, like, um, the motions of like okay I'm opening I'm welcoming and it was like I can just imagine I can I I have a feeling I don't remember specifically for the time but I just know my attitude surrounding it I was probably in my head sarcastically like okay I'm opening yes blah 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 okay you know doing like (laughs) that kind of stuff in my head but I just know that I was mostly just like okay I'm going through I'm squatting now I'm squatting now I'm standing up now I'm moving around you know was again like totally not with a good attitude and um but these contractions were hitting me kind of hard so I was like okay, maybe there, there definitely was a part of me that was like, okay, this could be it, but I don't want to stop Diego from going to work. Um, you know, and then him, he's just sitting here staring at me all day. Like we could have been making money, you know, (laughs) um, with both of us feeling that way, you know, and, and nothing ended up, ended up happening or whatever. So he asked me when he saw that I was like on the side of the bed and everything, he's like, is everything what how how what's going on? Like how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I was like just just go. I'm I'm feeling contractions, blah blah blah. But 
just go ahead and, and go to work. It, I'll, I'll call you if something really like develops from this. And he's like, okay. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently he had texted that I, I apparently did look or seem different uh, because he went out of the room and apparently called his, his boss basically and was like, I'm pretty sure my wife's going into labor. So, and this, and he had seen me, he had woken up a few times, like when I was doing this in the night on other nights and that didn't happen. So again, obviously there was something different or maybe he just intuitively felt it. Um, but he left the room and I, I, but as far as I was aware, he left the room to go like, you know, get ready for work. So I'm doing my squats and I'm kind of like shifting my weight, doing the like hip swivels and all of that stuff. And I started thinking about, you know, him leaving for work and just sort of like playing out the day in my head and thinking, okay, at what point would I call him? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I just, this like feeling of like panic just started to like, take hold of me about the thought, the thought of him not being here with me, not being home. And that was when I realized, oh, it's time. <laughs> cause I, cause I had not, I just was like, okay, pra- just thinking really practical. And then the, just that like almost inexplicable, like he can't leave, you know, feeling started to like, just really grip me. So I actually went, I thought, again, I thought he was getting ready for work and it had been a little bit of time. So I thought he was like, basically like ready to go, had gotten his lunch together, blah, 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 going to be walking out the door soon. So I kind of like ran down the hall almost. I didn't run. That's definitely an exaggeration. I mostly shuffled uh, quickly and uh, caught him somewhere in the house and was like, don't go to work. <laughs> just, I remember I had this like pleading tone. I do remember that. I was like, please don't go to work. I, I don't know. And I can't, and I, I couldn't really like form thoughts or words after that. But he, he was like, I already called my boss. I'm not going to work. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, I'm going back to the room. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he, he <laughs> um, he's like, I'll be there in a little bit. And I was like, okay. And so I went back to the room and we, um, we have this birth bin thing. It's like just, you know, this big plastic bin you get from like Costco or something. And it's got all of our, excuse me, our, uh, you know, birth supplies and stuff. And we pretty much just like keep it really simple. We just do like the, puppy pads and um we have a fetoscope that someone gifted us that we have literally never used during birth (laughs) um what else do we have just like the typical you know just kind of like stuff for the floor junk towels um and then for that birth I think I he had Diego had put together like a real zen like playlist with like mostly nature sounds and stuff for whatever reason, that's what, I mean, I love nature, mm-hmm. but the like spa like music is not my typical um, go-to, but it's something that really resonates with me during birth and labor, I guess, even though I 
don't ever remember actually hearing any of it. When I recall my lab- my births and things, it's like, I know it was playing, like cognitively, I know it was playing, but I like consciously, it was nowhere near me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it just helps with the environment and on like, uh, you know, sub levels or something. But, um, and we've always had like a candle, like I think for both boys, we had like different candles too. So this, you know, that one was my firstborn's candle. And mm-hmm. I don't even remember what, what the candle was for my, for Zuri, but, um, but it smelled really good. Mm-hmm. And then that's almost been like, almost the only priority was the like scent, you know, that, that I, there's the, uh, and I like um, kind of like cedar woods and like those types of mm-hmm. scents, not really, uh, not real fruity, but you know, like the earthy, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't it's know how very, to describe it, but a, yeah, cedar it's woods just a good. Really, it's a really grounding scent for sure. The pine. Yeah. Yeah. Forest. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that one was, so I know he lit the candle. I know he played the music when he got in there. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of, and then he, you know, he laid everything out. I just, I did my thing. I was wa- walking around and um, we had had a big yoga ball for my firstborn. And we thought we had apparently not put it in the birth bin. And between the two births we moved so we earlier that week or I think a couple weeks before he wanted to he was going to blow it up and I was like oh good because I really liked having that and then we couldn't find it anywhere so that was like another one of those things that was those little like this is not what I wanted this was not my ideal you know (laughs) and um and we didn't have like really any we had almost no furniture in our room. The layout was a little bit like, I don't know, college student. So we like had our bed and then some twinkling lights, but then everything else was just sort of like, you know, haphazard storage boots and shoes and like a pile of something, you know, cloth, you know, like, I don't know, towels or dish towels or clothes I don't even know like just our room was not like some you know picture perfect like space and it and it was again not my ideal but but whatever there was enough space like at the foot of the bed and I had access to the bed and that was like okay that's enough Mm um so I kind of crawled around and did that kind of things that kind of thing and uh um, I have always told him, like, if you just want to be on your phone or read or just just do something else that I so that I know you're not sitting there staring at me, mm-hmm. like, that's fine. Like, you can do other things as long as I know if something weird happens, you're like, you know, not like playing video games or something, but um like, don't let me know that you're watching me, but I, I need, <laughs> I need you in the room. And that's like it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's funny that I, the video games thing, I, I had told someone recently, 
um, a little bit of the story and I had said that he was like on his phone on like Instagram or nine gag or something like that, or like reading a comic or something on his phone. And he was like, um, I was not, (laughs) I was not playing on my phone. I was just doing things to make it look like I wasn't watching you. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> like, I didn't want to know that you were watching me. And he was like, well, I don't want you to think I wasn't present with you. It's like, okay, it's, I know you were present. I, I do know that. And um, I just thought it was funny that he just, like, got offended with the, with that, like, accusation of, him being distracted with his phone or something like that. Um, so he was on his phone. What I could, what I could see was that he was distracted on his phone, but apparently he was very present and, and attentive. Um, (laughs) so, um, so yeah, so I would get contractions and, and, um, they, let me think. Okay. So I had started having, the contractions that woke me up, it was, I don't know, maybe like two o'clock in the morning or something that could be totally wrong. I I actually avoided looking at the clock because I, and, and when, um, when I like, when it was evident that I was like really, truly in labor, we, we got rid of all, like, I didn't want to see any clocks. And that was the same with my firstborn. Excuse me. Um, because I didn't want, I knew that I would like be keeping track of time on myself and that would just be a stress factor that I would throw onto myself. Mm -hmm. So we had talked about it before, like get rid of all time telling devices and, um, and at least so that I couldn't see them. Mm -hmm. So I guess I don't know exactly if it felt like it was really early in the morning and it felt like I had been doing my like private uh, contraction laboring, um, for like a while before he woke up to get ready for work. Um, but you know, I guess I feel like I definitely go into a time warp when actually in labor. So Mm -hmm. it could have been like 10 minutes and I didn't, (laughs) and I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so we set up the room um, had everything going and I'm laboring and I had decided for this birth, um, that if it was hard enough that I'm not, I wasn't going to try to be, um, like, I don't know, discreet. And for my first birth, that wasn't a thing I had, I had, for my first birth, my mother-in-law was in the building. My mother, my mom was in the building. And, but I had a very, very strict, like, like, I'm going to be so mad at you people if you come in the room rule. Um, so, and it was in the middle of the night for my firstborn that I had gotten started, like, really feeling the, like, um, you know, hard contractions and like felt like I wanted to moan and groan and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing. So in the middle of the night, I was still, I think subconsciously like, Oh, I better be quiet. So I was, I, there was an aspect to that for my first birth that I didn't want to have, um, 
in my second. And I, now that I'm saying that, I think, I think it probably went along with my general attitude of uh, screw everybody else, like screw this, screw everyone else kind of thing. So with my second, and so I, so like when things got hard, I would moan and groan and, or I think for the most part, I was kind of like almost doing an om or an ohm, probably mispronounced that, but you know, just that familiar, like low, uh, groaning, like moaning. And, um, and that actually felt, it was kind of a weird, um, combination for me, or at least I think it's weird knowing myself because it was, there was something liberating about it, but at the same time, it almost, I almost felt like I was, I don't know, like disobeying. I don't know how to say the, that's not quite the right word, but just there was a part, there was something that was both like liberating and felt like you shouldn't be so loud. Like there was like a little bit of myself, of a voice in my head being like, you're being too loud. Like you don't need to be moaning and groaning so loudly or whatever right now. Like, Oh, is it really that bad right now? Like, why are you just, you know, whatever. I, I, I think I, I know that I was sort of nagging myself a little bit. Um, but then there was the punk rock part of me that was like, screw everything, moan and groan. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like this like <laughs> conflict in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and my husband is right there, you know, like he has always been, just so supportive and like and this process especially he's just always been like you do you you know and so he was there and I'm pretty sure um by that point I had started uh relying on him physically and I'm so glad that he's like a bear and (laughs) built so strongly and he's he was he's in construction so like he's got these strong muscles, you know, um, because I, I know at several points I was like practically swinging from him, like a, like he was a jungle gym and, um, and, uh, but so the, the other thing that I, that was so annoying though, was I would get these contractions that felt, um, It wasn't pushing yet, but they felt, you know, productive. And, but then there would be these, like, it was almost like I I would get like a cluster of contractions and then it, and then it was just like nothing for like several minutes and excuse me. And I would just like stand up and walk around. And it was kind of like at night when I would be like, is this over? Do I go to bed now? And except I was like, I am not going to bed. I want to have this baby. I'm like ready and I'm done and (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. So, so that was weird to me because that was so different from my firstborn. My, my firstborn, he was like, like a train that I could see coming down the track. Like I could, I could hear him see him and I could see the billowing smoke or whatever. And it was just like, and he was gradually coming, but you know, 
steadily and surely. And then when he came through, it was just like, again, nothing stopping it. It just, he just plowed on through. Um, but with this birth, this labor, it was like stop and start. But I didn't have like, I, I always thought that if that was happening, um, if it was like this weird stop and start that I, that it would be because of some kind of, um, like energy interruption, like someone burst into the room who wasn't supposed to, who wasn't expected or something, or like, I don't even know. I, I started thinking about something that threw me off or something like that. Some, some sort of like significant thing. I always thought that that would be what would cause a stop and start with, with our, you know, birth situations. And so it was, so it was almost, it was probably a self-fulfilling prophecy, honestly, after it happened the first couple of times, but the late, my contractions would just completely be gone. And I would feel almost just completely normal other than being, you know, tired and a little, and a little, you know, just weary from, um, from the work I had been doing. And so then I would stand up and be like, what is, and I would kind of get frustrated with myself and, or with whatever was going on. And I would like, look at Diego, like do something. And he would just look back like, like what, you know? (laughs) And, um, and, and, and then I would just sort of like, well, I don't know. And then, and I, I, because this was probably, um, not to my benefit that, that I like had done away with clocks and I really didn't want to look at one even then, but I couldn't, I, I wasn't like timing the, the in-between. I wasn't timing in-between cra- uh, contractions. I wasn't timing the contractions themselves. And so I almost feel like it could have been useful to me, but at the same time, what is that? What would that have really done for me? Like mm-hmm. I just, I would just have n- had the knowledge, you know, and right. then, but then, okay, like, great. Now I know, and mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. Nothing's happening. Like nothing that does, the knowledge isn't going to change anything necessarily, right. and you know? And also, so, you know, where yeah. you were at at that point during your, your whole process, you know, what would you have done with that knowledge? You know? Like what, right. what, what would that yeah, have done exactly. to, like, to your mindset too? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it probably, it probably would have just, um, I, I probably would have just tried to control, like you said, like, yeah, with where I was at, what, what would I have really done? Like, what would I have really been able to do? And I think, I think, um, I almost like, oh, I wish I would have known because then I could have pretended that I could control the situation a little right. bit better. I mean, that's like that. And that's really, you know, cause it would have just been pretending to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so it's, yeah. So it all, it all, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, and it just, I, I just feel like um, at that point it was so, uh, representative. It was just like a condensed version of how my whole pregnancy had gone. And I think, 
I want to say at some point I didn't have that full realization. I know I didn't have that full realization until way, you know, like way after the fact, but, um, I want to say there was something that did sort of like click in my mind a little bit about like my attitude, just like, I, I think I just had this little, like little small moment about uh, that, that, um, just sort of like pointed out, Hey, you like, you've got, you've got a bad attitude or you could not, not, not even a bad attitude. Like there was just something that was like attitude and, <laughs> and, um, and I think that was, <laughs> that was when I was like, okay, um, I, I need to, I'm not, I'm still like, not, I'm still very disconnected and, uh, and I'm able now I'm able to put this into like real words and everything. But in the moment, I know that I, I, I wasn't like, my thoughts were not that fluid. It was just, there was something that shifted in my mind. And I was like, okay, let's have a baby, you know? And so then the contractions and nothing really changed either. So the the contractions came picked up again, um, and it was still the like clusters of contractions, and then it would kind of stop. But instead of being all frustrated and like, oh, why does this keep happening? And it's gonna take forever. I'm gonna it's gonna be days of this. And um, I, instead of instead of that attitude, I just sort of was like, okay. And now we're stopped for some reason. And I don't know what the reason is. And then I would just kind of like, just kind of hang out. And there would, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to totally shift my, because I would literally like be in a deep squat or like hanging from my husband during a contraction or something. And then, um, or like swaying, I'd be doing, you know, uh, like, I don't know, uh, sort of, I'd be more in the moment in the contraction and being, be allowing myself, you know, to feel the contractions and whatever. Um, but when they would, would stop, I, um, up to this like attitude shift, I would literally just like stand up or go over there, or I would just totally change my, my my position, my physical position and my attitude, I would start thinking about other things and like total, almost like completely disconnect from the birth experience, like in between those moments and out of my frustration. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I wonder if that was, it's like, it's probably a sort of like survival mode that I get into in normal life when I'm really frustrated. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just putting this down and walking away for a minute or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had that attitude shift, I stopped doing that. I would sort of wait and just, okay. If like, if I was in a deep squat or I was hanging for my husband, I would maybe, maybe shift enough so that I wasn't still literally hanging from him to give him a break. Um, Cause even though he's felt like a bear and all of that, like he's, <laughs> you know, gets tired too. I'm a, I was a full grown, I am a full grown woman and was, you know, heavy with child and all of that. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, I wasn't pretending that he was a jungle gym. <laughs> um, so sometimes it felt like that. Um, uh, but, but otherwise I would try, I would start like trying to, to stay there, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, okay. Um, and I think that was probably when it was actually productive. Um, cause I feel like things start to get kind of blurry from that point. And, um, so I, I, I remember, again, I remember that the contractions never really stopped doing that stop and start weirdness. Um, I, I assume that the stop part was, you know, less, either less and less frequent or, um, the like minutes like waned, but, um, but it never really stopped. I just, it was like just an attitude change and then me staying, trying to stay in the moment. And then, um, I remember there was a point, I don't remember what position I was in. My, my, my typical positions, I guess, were for this birth was, um, like hands and knees or really deep squats or like hanging from my husband, um, like, like around his neck or like he would, you know, have his arms crossed and like holding, holding me while I'm hanging from his, his arms or his hands. Um, and, and also like a deep squat or like a really deep, like runner's pose or something with, but hanging. I don't know what those would all be called, but, but yeah. So I remember at one point my moaning and groaning went to yelling. And then I know, I don't remember having, um, with, with my firstborn during that like transition to pushing it was like really uh, like stood out to me really strongly. I remember I sort of like yelled out, screamed out like a prayer, like a, a pleading prayer mm-hmm. um, for like help from my God sort of thing. And then, and then it shifted to pushing. And I remember there was such a relief with the pushing phase, like the contractions were, were pretty painful in my, for my firstborn. And when it shifted to pushing, it was like, Oh my God, thank God I'm pushing. Cause it like, I don't even know how to describe that. Otherwise I, I know other people have said that they have, have had similar experiences where the pushing was actually much easier than the, than just the contractions to get the baby down. Um, but that's how it was for my firstborn with my, with Zuri's birth. Um, I don't remember such like a, uh, like a moment. I just remember at some point I started pushing and it wasn't as easy <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as I remembered it to be with my firstborn and it were as, as much of a relief, I guess. Um, I, I do remember that there was, a. It, it did feel different, but it, but it just, like I said, it wasn't as much of a relief, I guess. So, and then through pretty much every like pushing contraction, I was like screaming um, and scream yelling and like just all of that, which 
I had, I it, like I said, I had like gradually kind of been, gotten louder and louder. And with the volume, my concern for volume pretty much melted away. I couldn't have cared less by the time I was pushing about how loud I was screaming. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I was yelling. It was probably a lot of obscenities. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's like, so also with my, uh, my, with Zuri's birth, my dad and my mom were in the building. They had, they um, had been, had been there, but it was the same rules. Like nobody come into the room. My dad was like, no problem. I want to be as far away <laughs> as possible. And I was like, good, you take my firstborn. And so, um, so the two of them, like, I guess had him watching cartoons or something just, and thankfully where they, the room that they were in, which was my office, uh, was on the total opposite side of this house and the way that the layout was, it, it really was perfect. Cause you couldn't hear like anything way down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, so, and I think at some point I realized that, so it was like, why am I even, you know, my, my subconscious was probably like, we can, we can stop worrying about mm-hmm. volume. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just stop worrying about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I remember I was screaming and pushing and I was hanging or I was, I was using Diego as support with my arms, like holding on to him. And I remember I was in a, like a, I don't know how to describe this position. I was on my toes, not flat on my feet, on my toes in a very deep squat, but but it was kind of like a runner's pose in that like my left foot was further, was in front of me and my right foot was like kind of under me, but I couldn't, I couldn't sit. And this is the thing I like for me, putting my butt down on anything during labor was like the the worst feeling in the world that was and it was the same for my firstborn like I tried um for my firstborn I had foolishly not napped at all that day and it and um right when we were going to bed which was kind of late was when um the contractions were hard enough that like I couldn't lay down anymore mm-hmm. so I was exhausted absolutely exhausted by pushing and I remember between um, pushing or between contractions, I think before I was pushing, to be honest, uh, for my firstborn, I would doze off. Like that's how exhausted I was. And it was, it had to have been like milliseconds between contractions <laughs> at that point. And I was still so tired that I was falling asleep. And I, t- I remember trying to like sit down on the, on the edge of the bed in my, in that first, uh, the first birth and like, just the skin, just the skin of my butt touching my bed. I was like, nope. And I like jumped back up because it just like felt awful. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, it was the same with, with this birth with Zuri. So I'm like in this really ridiculous. Oh, and also I hadn't been able to like, other than getting up and walking around a lot for my job, I I hadn't really been doing other like exercises or anything because I was so tired by the end of the day from working and then from being like, it was, it was technically an office job, but I was up and walking around all the time. Like I was constantly doing stuff like physical moving around. 
Um, so I wouldn't want to like do anything else when I would get home. So that includes stretches and things like that, which I could have done. Um, but I didn't, <laughs> and I probably should have, but I didn't. And so being in that deep squat on my toes, like once upon a time I had really strong calves or whatever, but like, holy crap, at that point in my life, no way. That was a crazy position. Like, like I was showing someone that position the other day, uh, recently describing this birth and I, and even just like the few seconds that I was holding that position, I was like, Oh my gosh, how did I do this? Um, because so at one point at when I had been pushing for a little bit, um, the stop and start was also happening during the pushing. And that actually was kind of, I was trying not to let it make me nervous, but that was starting to stand out to me. And so I just kept thinking, okay, everything's fine. I'm checking in, everything's fine, but I don't like this. And it's, and I don't know why this is happening. Um, and it's, so it was like, it was starting to make me nervous. So at some point, um, and I, and I'm a, I mean, I'm sure most people are, but I'm a, I move a lot when I'm in labor and when I'm pushing and all of that. So I had been doing these deep squats, this deep, real deep position or whatever, but then I would kind of shift and everything, um, to try to make myself more comfortable and to try to also just facilitate movement, you know, moving the baby down and all of that. I was trying to work with that. Um, but it was probably a little bit more of me just, I don't know, my, my like practical knowledge of birth, uh, like, throwing itself in there occasionally during pushing rather than intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kept doing that and I was like, and and it kept sort of stopping and then it would, I would feel something was like different, like intuitively I would feel something was different or whatever. So, so after I think, I don't know, a few pushes, it had been, it had been several, I don't know how many, um, I decided I was going to check just to, just to, just to check. And, um, so I, you know, checked myself, like checked to see where the baby was at in the birth canal. And, um, I did, I felt ahead. So I was like, okay, so this is productive. Everything's okay. And it was just reassuring basically. Mm -hmm. And so then I got back down and I had to, you know, when you do that, or at least when I did that, I, I have to, I had to, I would kind of like move myself on to want to lean on one of my feet or I would shift my position to, to do that. And so I, I checked, felt ahead, like, okay. And it was probably like, um, at one point, I think when I did that, maybe the second time or whatever. No, no, no. The first time I could barely, I could barely feel ahead, but I could feel ahead. And, um, so then I'm like, okay, so I waited until contractions or whatever, which didn't take long. And I started pushing and pushing and I had shifted and was like, okay, like we're almost there. It's going to be okay. Everything's, everything's fine. Everything's going fine. So I put another couple pushes and then I, but I was thinking, okay, by how close he felt 
and I didn't know it was a boy. I had, that was probably another part of my like disconnect. It's like, I didn't even bother trying to figure out who this kid was during my pregnancy. And looking back, I'm sad that I did that, but you know, we all, we can only move forward. But, um, and so, so I was like, okay, it had been a few pushes. He should be like right there. And so I checked again and I couldn't like, he was, he wasn't there at all. And I was like, what the heck? But I, I knew he was, I knew he was somewhere in there, obviously. But I was like, what the heck? It, like, there should be more progress, not like more to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I, I started to think, okay, that's a little weird. So I crouch deep down, whatever, and I do some more pushes and I, um, I feel again, I check again. And at that point he was like, um, like only one knuckle, you know, like, uh, my fingertip away from being like at, you know, being crowning basically. I was like, okay, good. This is great. We're really close. And so I bear down again, but, and I had kind of like shifted a little bit. I bear down some more and I'm thinking, okay, I should be feeling like he should be like, this should have been the push where I'm really feeling him crowning and nothing. And I didn't feel it. So I was like, what is going on? So I check again and he had slid all the way back, like a full finger length back. I was like, what in the world is going on? Mm -hmm. And, and I real and I was like, I can't, I think, I think I can't shift. Like I can't, I have to be still. I just, I just knew I was like, I, I I didn't say, I think I knew like, I have to be still. I cannot move until he's out. I can't move. I have to be completely still. So I told Diego, I, I, I remember saying like, I have to be still. It probably made no sense to him. Um, now that I think about it. Um, and I got back down into that super deep squat on my toes. I mean, killer. My legs were screaming on fire, killing me. My, my, oh my gosh. I remember that almost hurt worse than anything else. And, um, and I just, I stayed, I just held it. And like, I, I'm, I was probably crying or I don't even know, but I just remember thinking this hurts so bad that my legs, my legs hurt so bad. Um, but I couldn't move. And I kept telling myself in my head or maybe I was saying it out loud. I don't know. Um, but I kept telling myself like, don't move, just push. And I'm hang. I was hanging from him that whole, whole time. And I'm so grateful again, that he, had the strength to to hang on to me like that. Cause that couldn't have been easy. Um, and, and I, I, and it was, I don't know, like maybe four pushes later. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just like, Oh, two pushes. And then he was out. It was several pushes that I was, had to just hold. And I couldn't, I I knew that I couldn't swivel. I couldn't do any, I couldn't move at all. Like I couldn't move my hips. I didn't want to shift at all. And finally I could feel him crowning. And I think, um, I think he had crowned. How did I do that? Cause Diego had somehow gotten down and around. And I think I just, 
I think I, he either asked me or I told him or something like that. When I felt the baby crowning, I told him to, I think I maybe told him to get around or maybe he just, I don't even know. I don't know how he got behind me, but he was down on the ground behind me, but I still hadn't like moved my leg from that position. So, so it was all me at that point, but I hadn't like shifted my hips or my legs at all. Mm. And um, somehow Diego was behind me because he said, I see a hand. Oh, and that was another thing. I, I, without palpating, without anything, I just was curious as to whether this baby was going to be breached or not. And there was something, there's something about the way I was carrying him while I was pregnant that, um, that I was just like, I wonder if this baby's going to be breached. And I know very little about what um, practically, like I know, um, I know what a breech baby is. I know the different positions and stuff, but like, as far as like what it actually looks like or feels like in a pregnant woman, I don't really know. So mm-hmm. it's probably mostly unfounded. I don't even know. So we were, <laughs> we, but we, I had told him, I was like, okay, if for some reason this baby is breech, like everything's fine. We just like, these are some things that could come up and like here's what we could do about it or you know whatever and um so he Diego uh when he got down to see the baby he's like it's a hand I was like a hand what the heck and um and I I don't remember specifically what happened I remember him saying it was a hand and then I think between pushes he had slid back just slightly the baby had slid back in just slightly and then the next push he crowned without his hand so he he apparently had been trying to be born with his hand up by his face Mm. and um and then when when he slid back it it also put his hand back down into (laughs) what is what probably was a nicer position for for my sake (laughs) and um so then he crowned and um and I think yeah just like the one one more push he was out but the and Diego caught him the moment Zuri was all the way out his cord snapped which I was totally shocked by Diego was totally shocked by and I had like a moment of like oh my god and -hmm. then I was like well he's out so it's okay it's weird and I have I had never heard of that even happening so I was like okay uh okay and (laughs) so I take him and I'm hanging on to him and you know the that all that initial like I, we waited a little bit so he could cry and, um, you know, really sort of like fully come to us. And he did start crying. Like it did take a little bit of time. So like my firstborn, he like practically came out screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything was good. And with Zuri, he did like take a little bit of time and I, and <clears throat> gosh, my voice is breaking. I promise I'm not going through puberty. Um, uh, he he took like 
he took a moment and I, and that like with his cord having snapped, I admit like I kind of got like a little nervous and um, was just like, okay. But, and then I kept telling, and then I was telling myself like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like, don't read into stuff. I had to like talk myself down from like getting too analytical basically to, Mm -hmm. to just overthinking it and then working myself up, which I have to do about things normally. So it was, Mm -hmm. that wasn't any kind of weird. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so he, and he, he did start to cry, but then he would kind of like stop a little bit he would cry and it just wasn't as like hearty as my firstborn was. So I was, I, I was reassured because he was crying mm-hmm. and, and it also sounded like a little, a little, um, it wasn't gurgly, but it, 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 he did sound like he had like a little bit of, um, junk in there. And I don't remember, I think, I think Diego had like the, the bulb syringe like ready. Um, but I was like, let's just give it a second and like, let him really cry. Cause it, it had, it really had not been, like he, he was, he was the right color. Like he was fine. I could tell that he was fine. He just like needed a little bit more time to really like get himself together and like get the, get it all out, you know? Um, but I, but I, at the same time, I was trying not to overthink cause the cord and I didn't know how that would affect. And then I was like, Oh gosh, and all that blood he missed out on. And I'm like, okay. And, um, so eventually like it probably had been like a, a, well, actually, I don't really know. It could have been like within a minute and it just felt like a, a few minutes. Um, but he eventually he did start like getting that good, you know, strong cry. And I was like, okay, everything's, everything's good. Mm-hmm. And so I just sat there with them and I'm crying, you know, everybody's or everybody who's just my husband and I in there right at that moment. Um, we're crying and we're happy and we're like even more happy when he really starts crying. And um, and my placenta hadn't come out yet. And that was like something that came out pretty quickly. I want to say, um, well, probably like within a half hour or something, or maybe it was a half hour with my firstborn. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was taking what felt like a longer amount of time this time, because I had like gotten up. I wanted to take the sits bath. It was ready, but I didn't obviously didn't want to get in there with the placenta or the umbilical cord still hanging out of me. And I was like, okay, I want to go take a bath and (laughs) I want to start getting comfortable. And, um, I remember like starting to get impatient a little bit and finally it came out and then it was, it was the familiar, like, it just kind of felt like it was sitting at the bottom of my, you know, torso or whatever, and then just sort of squatted and came out. And when the placenta was born, um, I know the cord I realized was really short and I didn't measure it. And we, and it got accidentally thrown away, which I'm like, I was so embarrassed and like devastated by, I feel like I, I like to honor the placentas by like burying them. And I was 
kind of pretty upset actually when I found out that it accidentally got thrown away because someone was hurriedly sort of like cleaning up and it got caught up in that. Mm. But so, and then I also just never got to measure it, but it was probably like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was definitely like less than a foot and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm really bad at eyeballing that kind of stuff, but it it was pretty dang short. Mm-hmm. And so I just, in that, when I saw that it was so short, I was like, wow, I am so grateful for my attitude shift. I'm grateful for like real like even though I had a bad attitude I was still trusting my body and everything because I was just thinking like that that could have been really bad <laughs> if mm-hmm. if that snapped while the baby was in the birth canal that could have been really bad and so I just like it was just this like profound like um moment of realization that I don't know, just like how amazing our bodies are and telling us what we need to do. And like, and when we are willing to, you know, actually like listen to ourselves and listen to our intuition and listen to our bodies and our spiritual guides, because I, I definitely, I'm a religious person. I believe that, you know, my divine source, communicates and very clearly especially in you know times like that and stuff and I just felt like when I finally was like not being a putz and I was willing willing to like okay stop and just like be in it that was when that was when you know things were going were going and I was trusting it even though it still was not going how I wanted it to necessarily it was I I was willing to trust it and to be okay with it you know Mm -hmm. and and it was just like again when I saw the placenta and saw the short cord and had that whole realization I was just like wow this is like so so amazing and such an amazing lesson for me and um yeah so so then after that it was just kind of like the typical I guess well maybe it's not typical typical for us I guess um (laughs) I, we told my parents that we had had, that I had, that every, you know, ta-da, we're done, we did it, and um, I had my herbal sitz bath, which is my favorite part of all of that, um, and I'm pretty sure we just, you know, cozied up and went to bed after that, <laughs> but, um, oh, and I forgot to say and I feel like this is almost like important just because um, it seems to stand out to people that have kind of like, I don't know, mainstream birds or whatever, but um, there were snacks galore. My husband was <laughs> the only time he would like pop out was to, uh, was to get me and my favorite like drink is um, like cold uh, coconut water and pomegranate juice. That's just like, ugh my favorite labor drink for whatever reason. So he would pop out for that. And then like, we had these like date or these like, um, these like protein bites or whatever that were like made of dates and all kinds of good stuff and blah, blah, blah. That sounds delicious. So yeah, just like good, good little, 
yeah, real real easy snacks because I'm also I just like I hate um, anything that's like real chewy. I get impatient, and we learned that with my first <laughs> with my first because I I don't remember what it was, but there was like one type of snack that we had had that was like I just had to keep it just was really chewy and I was like, I'm so sick of the snack. Don't get me that one anymore. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so yeah. So yeah, I can't think of any other like details with, with that, that might be even remotely interesting. If, if any of that really was. Well, that, <laughs> no, that absolutely was. But, and that was a great, Thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. It, is there anything else that you would like to leave our wis- uh, listeners, listeners with? <laughs> any words of wisdom? <laughs> any, anything? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the all I can share is the, the lesson that, that I learned with that was, you know, I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel like that was a birth that, um, that I definitely, I like I'm pregnant again and I feel like I've learned a lot in like specifically regarding this pregnancy and everything. But I, I also feel like my, um, when I got when I realized I was pregnant, um, with this current pregnancy, my initial attitude was different because of my, my birth with, with Surrey, mm-hmm. um, that I feel like I had that, that like attitude shift was like almost permanent, like that it's important to connect. Like it's not, and I'm a very analytical, very like logical, you know, mm-hmm um real realist you know all this stuff that like sounds so superior but I have actually <laughs> felt like it's been so like just w- overly overly masculine when it comes to the experience of pregnancy and birth and um and I think I feel like that shift that like uh what I what I realize now um is like a shift from the overly masculine to the the more feminine like willingness to connect to truly connect and really like reach within and trust like it I feel like it's easy to whether masculine or feminine it's easy to trust when you know physiological things you're you're willing to trust the physiological process and that sort of thing but when it's when it's much more of an attitude problem <laughs> like it was with my second born the 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 willingness to connect and to trust at that deeper level um i don't know it it's it's just as important i think uh as trusting the physiological aspects of everything so mm-hmm. i think that that that's that's the lesson i feel like i learned with his birth was was going deeper and to, to learn it literally when you're in labor <laughs> and <laughs> after contractions and after all of this stuff, probably better. It, it probably would have been a nicer experience, at least 
mentally, emotionally, if I had learned that lesson before active labor. Um, but better late than never, I guess, but, (laughs) but yeah, but I feel like that's, that's the lesson with that is like, yeah, the deep connection is, is just as important. I think that, that might be the, uh, the lesson of that birth. So yeah, I guess that's all, all I can think of. (laughs) Megan, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to my long drawn out uh overly detailed in certain areas i love all (laughs) all the details all yeah all the details are so relevant so important (laughs) and so good good so beautiful and so necessary to weave the whole story you know as it was so thank you (laughs) good you're you're welcome thank you yeah thank you so much for listening Storytelling is a profound agent of change, one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration, introspection, and beyond. If you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast, please head over to IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. That's IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.